Greetings, friends and fellow demons, and welcome to more demonosophy. So the last couple of episodes, um, we talked about pursuing goals, and we talked about how sometimes those goals can lead towards opportunities that are unexpected. The act of moving towards a goal generates things. It tills the earth and overturns soil exposing new possibilities for new growth. And another thing that happens is it uncovers chaos. And so in some of our other episodes, we've talked uh, a little bit about postmodernism and other examples of how chaos manifests in the universe, cultural Marxism, Bolshevism. And in Setian terms, these would all fall under the heading of a pep, aspects of the forces of a pep in the universe, the forces of delusion and lies that exists as almost like a natural force. It's very easy when we see it to particularize it and say, oh, that's, that's the fault of that person over there. That's the fault of those people over there. When in reality, it's really more like a force that moves or an energy that moves through the universe that manifests through people. It's very easy for us to understand this in terms of like uh, positive energies. We like to talk about that, how positive energies through the universe manifest in people and, and, and people take on the forms of like, um, you know, God forms and what and whatnot. But it also happens with negativity. Um, Ospensky talks about this a lot, how when you start to observe negative emotions in yourself, negative reactions in yourself and in others, and you implement the practice of trying to stop the expression, not stop the manifestation of them, because that's kind of impossible, but stopping the expression of negativity. Uh, eventually you start to see how really negative emotions have no center and how they simply survive by moving along from one person to the other. And this is one sense in which by stopping the expression of them, you actually do a great service for humanity. Um, you do a great service for the universe because every neg negative emotion that you pass on to how many other people, you pass it on to how many other people? It like multiplies and multiplies and multiplies until you see what all of society and social interaction is, is just all this crazy, uh, crazy quilt of intersecting lines of negativity and hatred and, uh, and, and, and all those bad things. So anyhow, I want to talk today a little bit more about the origins of chaos, the origins of a pep. And, and again, in Setian terms, this is, a pep is represented as a primal serpent of, a serpent of chaos um, that, you know, exists on into modern times, right? It's like the idea is that in the beginning there was just this chaos. And then as order arose from, from the first consciousness or from, you know, chronos and gods and all of that stuff, establishing 
um, order in the universe that then while still still that stream of chaos it still exists it's still there it's just not as pronounced it's kind of moving to the background it still has a, an effect on things and in reality its manifestations are really quite apparent quite large if you took a uh, percentage of it at least it seems that way um, and this is the role of set as the first principle of consciousness um, is that he slays a pap, right? He slays delusion. He dispels delusion. He dispels lies. Consciousness, the awakening of self-consciousness has the effect of sweeping away those lies. And that's another secret to the practice of stopping negative emotions because even, even your automatic um, training yourself to stop negative emotions makes room for consciousness to arise. Even if that act doesn't itself create consciousness, the stopping of negative emotions creates space so that self-consciousness might be more able to arise. And that is a good thing. But in looking around at the modern manifestations of this, um, of the Servant of Pap, cultural Marxism, Bolshevism, postmodernism, it's easy to forget that it is an ancient phenomenon. Gurdjieff talks about this in Beelzebub's Tales to his grandson. Um, it's in the chapter Beelzebub in America, where he very typically ironic fashion talks about um, all sorts of other countries other than America. And one of those in particular he talks about is ancient Egypt. And this is where um, Gurdjieff introduces the idea that Bolshevism, which he mentions by name, uh, is, is not a new phenomenon that it's occurred many times in, in mankind's past. And he, 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 gets to, he gets to hear by exploring ancient Egypt. So if you look at the history of ancient Egypt, um, it's, we document it, historians document it with a series of pharaohs, pharaonic successions. And one of the mistakes that people make in looking at that is the idea that, oh, from, you know, from uh, you know Akhenaten to to Ramsey or Ramsey's Akhenaten, I can't remember. They they, they imagine between each pharaoh, there's a, a a peaceful movement to the next pharaoh, and then another peaceful movement to the next pharaoh, because all of Egypt Egyptology is presented as this very very orderly, very subdued. Um, sort of progress over thousands and thousands of years. And, and Gurdjieff says, he reminds us that's like ridiculous and that's like totally wrong. And that in between various high societies in Egypt, there were periods of total social chaos, what he calls periods of Bolshevism. He uses Bolshevism as a word for this intervening social chaos um, violence and authoritarianism um, and, and madness that seizes humanity from time to time. 
so wide as it sees humanity. When we're down here in on the you know on the ground, as it were, um, it, it's easy to talk about it in terms of movements and philosophies and conflicting philosophies and and evil people as being the cause of everything. But Gurdjieff reminds us that no, 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 no people are really smart enough to be the cause of anything. No one can actually cause anything because we're all asleep. Sleeping people can't cause things or do things willfully. They can only react and make up stories um, about what happened. So the real cause of Bolshevism or social chaos is, is cosmic. And this is where he introduces a very interesting word, soliunensius, soliunensius, which has um, Saul in it, and it's connected with the sun. And it's the idea that a certain kind of madness comes from the sun. Um, and people like speculate about what the uh, the science behind this is. Is that you know sunspots? I mean, we do have um, you know some of our legitimate sciences. You know, uh, tell us that sunspots do have an effect on the um, electromagnetic energy on planet Earth. So there could be something to that. Another way of considering this is the ancient idea of uh, lunacy that there's a certain sort of madness that comes from the moon and the cycles of the moon and the full moon is the worst. The full moon is the strongest because that's when people turn into werewolves. So uh, the full moon like takes over their animal instincts within within the human biology. So solionensis is, is a similar sort of madness, but the madness that this this induces is one that takes place in broad daylight and people, you know, men decide that other men are unworthy of the gift of life and begin enslaving them or, or destroying their existence. And so um, for the most part, you know, Gurdjieff points to Solionensius is, is really the cause between, you know, all these great wars and periods of mass reciprocal uh, destruction that occur on the planet Earth. So he traces it going back really ancient, you know, going back really ancient. So that's one resource. Another one that I'm going to point out that I bet a lot of people are already familiar with, but haven't really considered before in this light. Have you ever heard the words, nothing is true? everything is permitted. These famous words are purported to be spoken by Hassan Isaba, who's the, the, the leader of the uh, Hashishian cults or assassin cults in uh, ancient um, Arabia or Persia. This is a theme that uh, is at the root of uh, conspiracy theory literature in general, I would say. Um, there's a couple of major works on um, on secret societies and subversive movements. Um, there's that book, Secret Societies and Subversive Movements. Um, I can't remember who wrote it, but it's one of the famous early books on, you know, all the all the uh, famous conspiracies up to that time, which goes on up to, you know, Ma the Masons and um, stuff like that. 
but pretty much the godfather of all conspiracies, uh, all conspiracy theories is the Hashishin cult. The word Hashishin eventually becomes the word assassin. That's where the etymological connection lies. And so the way the story goes is that Hassani Saba, um, the way this cult worked is they brought in, you know, the new recruits and they'd get them really high on hash and then they'd take them into a into a beautiful garden and tell them hey this while they were like completely stoned out of their gourds and say well hey this is a taste of heaven and we have we have the key to it the key to accessing heaven right here so working for us in this cult is the only you know smart thing to do if you want to go to heaven so um the cult was based on that and then they utilized the cult members to go um commit uh, strategic uh, assassinate, assassinations and stuff uh, for the you know Shah or whoever the king was at the time um, and and also I'm sure to push you know sales of, of hash and, and and stuff like that so one of the things that Hassani Saba is quoted as saying is nothing is true everything is permitted and so good old uh, Robert Anton Wilson was a big fan of this too. And he incorporated all of this into his very famous Illuminatus trilogy, which if you're even talking about conspiracy theory and you haven't read Illuminatus trilogy, you need to just fucking stop right now and go back and read that fucking book, you know? Um, and yes, looking into conspiracy theories and following conspiracy theories used to be a practice and only in very recent times has it been demonized as some sort of right-wing fanatical wingnut-like activity. But it used to be conspiracy theory and study of conspiracy theory is like, well, that's just one thing you naturally do um, in the pursuit of magic, uh, certainly in the pursuit of, you know, uh, left-hand path uh, initiation. But in Illuminatus Trilogy, Robert Anton Wilson, the, the, the narrative of it, if you can call it that, basically uh, follows along two, two lines of, 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 of every, all, all of history and everything is manipulated by a struggle between two different underground um, hidden secret societies, two different secret societies. One of them is born from uh, Hassani Saba and the assassins, and the other one is like more like the right-wing conservative one, which is born out of uh, the Bavarian Illuminati and, and then into the Masons and stuff. And then the way that Robert Anton Wilson spends it is the assassin cults eventually evolve into being the Discordian society. Or maybe as the Discordians became the assassins, I can't remember which one, but it's, they're on the same side, basically. So Discordianism is, of course, uh, one of the basic mythological sources, resources for uh, modern chaos magic and that whole scene, which once you go in and you start pulling it all apart, you see that, that it is very much in alignment with postmodernism, Bolshevism, etc etc none of that is to say that chaos magic is bad you shouldn't look into chaos magic um, 
as a black magician, you're always uh, exploring and, and, and delving into new areas and seeking out the mysteries, as it were, um, and, and exploring new things and trying new things. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, the point is, to what end does it apply? You ask yourself the question, to what end? Or in service to what? On the left is the assassin cult, the liberals, and on the right is the Illuminati, the conservatives. So the fact that that that, that particular conspiracy theory is taken up and utilized in this way and has survived this way, it's like it's fully integrated. So like Kant, father of uh, postmodernism, Hassani Saba teaches that there is no truth. Nothing is true. And if nothing is true, everything is permitted. Basically, Kant, Hegel, Foucault, Derrida, um, you know, the French existentialists, are simply a modern remanifestation of the assassin cults. Nothing is true, therefore, everything is permitted. There is no higher truth, therefore, hedonism is, is the only thing going on, and uh, social justice is something that we have to uh, work towards as a society. So, it also contrasts with what you find in Sufism, or you find uh, in surviving Zoroastrianism, uh, the idea that, no, there, there is a truth. There is a truth, there is, truth does exist. Now, I don't have to be able to tell you what the truth is in order to justify that. The belief in truth the wish for truth is enough. And that is what leads you out of the morass of, of chaos, um, which is part of the descending, descending current of the universe. And I find it interesting also that the mythology about the hashish cult assassins is that it was also, it's also a very political organization. It's involved in and embedded and embroiled in secular politics. That's what it's all about. Um, that corresponds very much to the modern, uh, modern concept of postmodernism is embroiled in politics. It's embroiled in political correctness and social justice. It's so connected with it that it's impossible to even like uh, think and talk about postmodernism beyond an art gallery um, without getting into like political ideas. In fact, every even you know even even that's like giving it too much. Like any sort of like postmodernist work that you um, that you look at. In, in some way, it starts to address uh, some sort of perspective on, on uh, social injustice. To summarize, Antifa is merely a modern 
manifestation of the cult of the Hashishans. Here, right on time, for Soliunensius. So when going forth to fight the good fight, remember that the shibboleth of cultural Marxism and postmodernism is not a new phenomenon. It's an ancient, ancient, uh, ancient worm, also known as a pep. And the struggle that you go through now is the struggle of your fathers and your father's fathers before them, or your mothers and your mother's mothers before them. So whatever, whatever you are and whatever you came from, keep the dark fires burning. Mm -hmm.